T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. The Rocket Mortgage Studios on location today. We're in downtown Philadelphia at the Convention Center, Perloff. Everyone getting set for Army-Navy tomorrow. We're in your hometown. Yeah, this must be very special for you. It's like <laughs> being with royalty in this town. And I, I mean, feel it. Yeah, you, Brian I know Dawkins. People, people are afraid to come up to me and pretend they recognize me here or something <laughs> because we've been walking all over the city and no one said anything. But it's just sort of they give you space here for a local legend. You know, that's why it's so chill in Philadelphia. You know, yeah. it's a great place to be. And this is an incredible venue. And obviously leading up to one of the most special and enduring rivalries that we have in college football is Army-Navy. We're going to get so much into the history of that, what it means both then and now. But Perloff, while you and I have a moment here before our cavalcade of guests, we got to talk about what we saw last night. Did you call it or what? I'm giving you full credit. You said Baker would have a moment. He had the game of the year. When I said I thought Baker would have a moment, I thought they'd be down 31 to to 17 and he'd throw a sweet touchdown pass (laughs) to cover or something. Not that kind of moment, Maggie. That was one of the craziest games. I know it didn't mean much. But it's one of the most dramatic, craziest moments in recent NFL history. Well, it meant a lot to the Raiders. It basically yeah. sunk any kind of playoff <laughs> hopes that they had. And so all credit to Baker Mayfield. I yeah. mean, what he and McVay and the offensive coaching staff were able to do, and everyone on the offensive side of the ball, they got him ready for a game in less than 48 yep. hours. I mean, it is really unbelievable. We've never seen anything like that, especially from the quarterback position. And he was... He was excellent. There's no other way to put it. He was 22 for 35, 230 yards and one touchdown. They win the game. Can I for a moment, though, just pump the brakes a little bit on the Baker Mayfield what? redemption story? What? No. The Don't Raiders, do it, Maggie. Don't the Raiders do it. really had to help them out last <laughs> night. There were moments, the last two touchdown drives that Baker Mayfield left led to win the game, they score 14 points in the fourth quarter. Obviously, dramatic cu- uh, come down, uh, comeback. Pardon me. You had the, as the Rams are setting up to punt on a third and two, Clellan Farrell of the Raiders gets called for a defensive offsides, gifts the Rams a first down. They go on to score a touchdown. Then, obviously, on the final drive, you get an interception that's called mm-hmm. back that Baker threw. Robertson with the defensive pass interference. Then Baker takes a nine-yard sack, but it's nullified with an unsportsmanlike from Tillery. There were so many gifts that got given to the Rams on those final drives. The Raiders blew this game so hard. Good for Baker, good for the Rams, but the Raiders basically led them on a red carpet to this no, no, win. No. I 
none of that in, in the course of time we will remember none of those <laughs> plays. All we remember is Baker Mayfield getting off the plane. Uh, it was 48 hours in 10 years from now. Baker landed at five o'clock, was on the field Went at seven to the o'clock. Field. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yes, going to become right. things. It, it feels like one of those games is going to become legendary, and we're going to totally forget. I mean, honestly, if Jerry Tillery did knock that ball out of Baker's hand, that pass interference I thought was pretty questionable that you just mentioned. There are a lot of little things, not to mention the Raiders should have put them away and scored more points. Yeah. They completely controlled the game. But I, I have to be honest, I was shocked, not at the game-winning drive, but just when Baker got out on that field and his first three or four passes were total dimes. I know. They I were. was like, wait a second. Have we been misunderstanding football for all these years? Is it that <laughs> simple? Because he looked, he knew where the receivers were going to be. Mm -hmm. He looked more comfortable than he did in the half a season of Carolina. You're so right. I can't explain it except yeah. for no quarterback should ever go to OTAs ever again. <laughs> yeah. This whole yeah. chemistry with the receivers thing is obviously total BS. You don't <laughs> even have to know who these guys are to go oh. and lead two touchdown drives. I mean, <laughs> it was really amazing just how much so you want to look at it as a great Rams feat, and I thought that was great. But I thought this showed a lot of what the Raiders were like mm -hmm. as a team that was finally favored to go in, should have won a game easily, and look at what happened. I mean, Derek Carr, 11 for 20, 137 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. It was a total meltdown. Yeah, I, I blame the coaching there, too, because they were playing like they had a lead, thought they had the game won. Their defense was completely shutting down. Yep. Baker Mayfield and the Rams. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Baker Mayfield did not have this huge 500-yard game. A lot of those yards he got were on the last drive. So they thought they had the game won. You know who he coached like? Like a Nathaniel Hackett or Ooh. a Dennis Allen. <laughs> oh, God. Guy, oh, my goodness. Remember, it was 16-3. Just like this, the way the Saints blew that game to the Bucks yep. on Monday night. It was the same game. Yeah, but not All Tom they... Brady, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. which, to your, to well, your number point. one pick, sixth rounder. <laughs> I mean, who are you going to take? Yeah, no, I guess so. But it was the same game. The Raiders played not to lose, and they ended up having the most important loss of their season. But their schedule is, I mean, they had a, we did, talked about it all day yesterday. They had a real shot at the playoffs, and they just blew it. Totally blew it. Okay, so the Raiders, we can kind of uh, maybe just read the last rights on their season. Yeah. But in terms of Baker now, like, I'm seeing a lot of, oh, he's won the job. Oh, now he's going to be the next quarterback for the Rams. Let's listen, if we can, Stu. Let's play the audio of last night in the Rams locker room as Sean McVay is handing the game ball to Baker Mayfield. Great job, man. Unbelievable to be able to come in here 10 minutes ago and help lead us to a victory. See you guys on Monday. Baker Mayfield. Hey, good job, man. That's the way to fight for the Hey. I'm happy to be home, man. Yeah. Come on! Rams on three! One, two, three! Rams! Were there too many beeps in that soundbite for us <laughs> to play it? Actually, it was barely coherent. No, you got the point across there. But <laughs> what came through crystal clear was it's so great to be home. Yeah, yeah. Baker, oh, you're great. from Texas. Like, there's a, So he so basically just home. moved in and has now assumed the starting job. It's like Matthew Stafford who? You're gone. You're just old news. Baker Mayfield's here. Now, I was just impressed when he said, go Rams, that he got the right team. <laughs> that was a, an impressive feat. Yeah, and, and the whole thing didn't make any sense. After the game, the uh, Amazon crew asked him, you know, did you see this coming? He's like, see what coming? I, I, he looked like he was in a complete whiteout, like yeah. it was a dream or something. Well, he's got to stop headbutting people without yeah. a helmet well, on. Well, maybe it <laughs> wasn't a complete whiteout. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, all, 
Baker had so many negative storylines this year. It imploded last year in Cleveland. They put no value on him, brought in Deshaun Watson. Abject disaster in Carolina. In fact, Sam Darnold is playing better with, than him. That's how bad it is. <laughs> this is one of the most unexpected things, except that I know you're saying there's no future there, but you can see that he obviously fits this offense in a way. So Baker's best year was with Kevin Stefanski, who comes from the Gary Kubiak offense, who comes from Mike Shanahan. McVay comes from the Mike Shanahan offense. Of course. And Baker had a great line. He's like, I had so many different offense coordinators in Cleveland that I knew I could pick up a new <laughs> offense like that. Yeah. It seems who knew like that would help you? He, it, it <laughs> Browns his, dysfunction. It's his type of offense. Uh, basically play action, throw the ball about 14 yards downfield. He can do that. Yeah. The question is, you know, I, can he do it consistently? I, I know this is crazy, Maggie. I no. think he can. Don't do it. I think he no, no, can. No, 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 no. I think he would fit with Sean McVay. <laughs> I think if Matthew Stafford is not healthy moving forward, there's a chance that Baker Mayfield has a long run in L.A. Okay. <laughs> you are falling into the trap. I know. It's the Baker bump. It's the <laughs> Baker Mayfield every time his back has been against the wall. This is someone who has somehow tricked everybody into thinking he's an underdog when he was the first overall pick of the draft because – Tw- 10 years ago, he was a walk-on. Like, obviously, <laughs> everyone caught up. He wasn't up really a walk-on, by the way. Even yeah. that story's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit gray area. But he's convinced everybody that he is this scrappy underdog. Yeah. So every time his back is against the wall, he comes out with a great performance. But I'll ask you, is it going to look like this next week? Is it going to look like this mm. in two weeks? We saw a version of Baker Mayfield last year and this year I blamed it on the shoulder last year, but I can't blame anything on what's going on, what happened in Carolina. That was just outright bad. Could a change of scenery push him back as the number one overall pick and playing like that guy from 2018? I just don't see it. You're asking too much. You're, it's a mirage here. All I want from him is to be Matt Schaub. Uh, that kind of, <laughs> Matt Schaub, who had all those yards in Houston the with guy, Kubiak. How many straight games did Matt Schaub have with a pick six? It became like a that was the running end of joke. Career. But that, that's, I think, was with a new coach. Matt Schaub had 4,500 yards one season under, uh, under Kubiak. Right. They, you don't need to be Aaron Rodgers to, to excel in this kind of offense. You saw it last night. Now, listen, the, they got their Super Bowl. They're good. I think if you set the bar, we're like, all right, you know, we're going to be the Rams. We're going to be a wild card team. I think Sean McVay and Baker could do that. I don't think they're going to get them in the Super Bowl with like Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford did. But honestly, Maggie, if Matthew Stafford, and we're reading about his injury, could be really bad, what's the future of this team? It's not like there's not opportunity here. Um, well, looking at someone like Baker is probably going to be the way they go yeah. if we assume that Matthew Stafford has injuries that are so career-threatening that he's going to have to step aside. It's not coming from the draft. And you're so all-in anyway. This team needs so much. I, I think if Baker were to be mm-hmm. the quarterback of this team next year, you're looking at Baker being the quarterback of a rebuild. And Like a bridge quarterback? No, I'm thinking a rebuild. Like maybe I guess if Cooper Cup is healthy, then you always want to be going for it. But think about what the Rams are. They're an extremely top-heavy team, doesn't have a lot of depth. They have a lot of regenerating to do here. And maybe Baker, yeah, if you want to call it bridge, I might bridge, call it like, more of a rebuild, though. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of – I think we mean the same thing, bridge until you get the future quarterback right. in there. Yeah, you know, there. Uh, I'm so just being fooled by last night. There's Love a chance – that there's some magic with McVay and Baker to be good. Not Super Bowl good. No. Uh, it, you know what? It, did you see when I was talking about it yesterday's show? Just it made no sense that Baker was going to come out and do something. 
but you just had this slight feeling that Baker might come out and do something. You want something I've learned about football this season between what happened with Jeff Saturday yeah. when he took over yeah. six days before a game and, oh, by the way, also beat the Raiders. I mean, this this one was worse than Jeff Saturday. If you're ranking bad mm. Raiders losses, losing to Jeff Saturday six days after he took the job versus losing to a quarterback who got off the plane 48 hours ago, I'm going to go yesterday was worse. I agree. Fittingly nail in the coffin for the Raiders too. But something that I feel like I've learned from football, which is the more time you have to think, sometimes the worse it is. Yep. These guys have such good instincts that obviously have gotten them where they are today, where they're the .001% of population that can do this. Sometimes just relying on that and being able to go with your sort of pitch and catch sort of backyard stuff is not necessarily a terrible thing. Like, I always thought Peyton Manning overthought so many games that he, playoff games, he completely psyched himself out of. So <laughs> smart, so overthinking it. This is just like go on a, on the fly. I love it. That's a, I think that's something in sports. The one place you don't want to be in sports is in your head. Right. And not at being smart about the game, but you just don't want to overthink it. I think that's a great point. He was just going out there. That was Baker Mayfield from Austin Westlake, just balling Texas style. <laughs> How about that? 14 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter, and down go the Raiders. Oh, Whoa. just brutal if you're Wait, a Raider fan. Is uh, Stu on the board today? Because yeah, he, he didn't want to. I'm here. He was supposed to come down here, but he was just crying and uh. too depressed. Is that what happened? I Stu, assume that's we, a Raider fan reaction. We got you a cheesesteak, buddy. We'll, okay. we'll bring it back. I'm Can't sure wait. we'll hold till Monday. I'm sure it will, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole crew, well, Stu is not here. We miss him dearly. But, of course, we got Mike Samter here. We have Marlo Donahue on the set with us. Everyone here, the CBS Sportsnet crew is here. This is just awesome. We are in downtown Philly at the convention center. We're getting ready for Army-Navy tomorrow. Just one of the great spectacles and one of the great traditions that we have in sports, Perloff. We have so many awesome guests coming our way. None bigger than, of course, Brian Dawkins for the number one Eagles fan out on the set. Uh, coming up, we are going to talk to our friend Ross Tucker. We're going to talk to Cowboys legend Jason Witten. We are going to talk to so many, <laughs> so many incredible guests here. We're so glad to have you with us. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Just because we're on location doesn't mean you can't get involved. What you saw from Baker last night, and I know we have a lot of Raiders fans listening. You can let it out. It's a safe space here yep. on the Maggie and Perloff Show. We want to know how you're feeling and what you thought about last night's absolute implosion. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers at every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Now, if you ever hear me say something really smart about football, it is probably because I stole it from the Ross Tucker football podcast. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming from somewhere. Yes, I am a longtime listener. I, I've told you my favorite segment on any podcast is you and Greg Cosell. Right, yeah. Uh, so, and I've known Ross a really long time. Back to Sports Illustrated, then he fills in for Dan Patrick. Of course. And we're so happy that you're here in Philadelphia, Ross. Now, so you're, you're calling the game tomorrow, the Army-Navy Yeah, game. it'll be my seventh time on the broadcast. Fourth time in a row in the booth. The first three years I was sidelined. But here's the wild thing about the sideline part of it. My first Army-Navy game ever was 2016. That's when Army broke the 15-year streak. Oh, wow. And I'm on the sideline, okay? And I was told, you got to interview the head coach after the game. So I'm down on the field. Well, Jeff Munkin's running around. <laughs> and not only that, this doesn't usually happen. All the cadets came down because they broke the streak. Mm. Yeah. All the cadets came down out of the stands and ran on the field. I'm one of the only, this is like Top Gun stuff, I'm one of the only civilians that knows what it's like to be under attack from the U.S. Army ground infantry because they're all like running. I'm like dodging them, and they're like, you got to find the coach. I'm like, dude, there is no chance I'm finding the coach. Let me just try to grab any player I recognize and get a couple quotes from him, and I did, but it was wild. And then the next year I was on the sideline, and it snowed, and it was, I don't know if you remember that game, it snowed, an army had all white uniforms on, <laughs> so, like, you couldn't see them. It's amazing. It, it's, a, uh, it's an amazing day. I tell people all the time, it's my single favorite day of the year. People are like, wait, what? Absolutely. Mm. I, I try intentionally not to pay attention that much to current events or politics, but I'm aware, right, yep. of the divisiveness, political polarization. If you ever just want to feel good about the United States— you got to go to the Army-Navy game. I don't know how else to describe it, but, like, your chest just, like, fills up with pride because half the stadium's Army, half the stadium's Navy, but there's just this feeling of we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're all really on the same team. And then after the game, I, I almost lose it every year when you want to sing second, obviously. But when they sing each other's alma maters and – um you know, the Navy guys are behind the Army guys and vice versa. And you know that for the next five years, they're going to be teammates, yeah. like protecting us. Yeah. It's just bananas. I mean, my mom's an Army brat, so it just sends me it, – it's awesome. It's well, so special. We're going to do top five sport moments that make you cry because <laughs> I think Army-Navy would probably be number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. You, yeah. you know what kills me every year? 
whatever the CBS, whatever they call it, the opening tease. Mm. You yeah. know, like the first two minutes, whatever the, the pre-produced the CBS montage, thing. Yeah. Every year they have the mom cry and they're like, "You have to let him go. You have to let him go." I'm like, "Ah, don't let him go!" Like, <laughs> every year that montage kills me. We need a Ross Tucker cam in the booth just to catch the tears this this year. <laughs> Ross Tucker is uh, with us right now. All right, we have so much to talk about with the pageantry of this game, but we also have to talk a little about what we saw last night, Ross. We gotta yeah, get sure. your thoughts on this. Was this an epic Baker redemption game, or was this a Raiders collapse game? You know, I know nobody loves this answer. It's a combination of both. Mm. I mean, if you're the Raiders, you can't lose when you're up 16-3 to like that. And it's such a shame because when they lost to Jeff Saturday, Raiders fans were irate. They were not happy. They won three in a row. Two of them were overtime walk-offs. The Raiders fans, I know, I've got buddies that are Raiders fans, they were starting to believe in McDaniel, starting to feel good about it. And then to have a collapse like that against a guy that had one day of practice, you're a Philly guy, we're talking about practice. He had one <laughs> practice. practice. We're talking about practice, Baker Mayfield. For him to do what he did is crazy impressive. So twice in my career, I suited up within the week I was signed. Mm. But once I got there on a Wednesday, in Dallas, that's not easy. Uh, once I got there on a Tuesday in New England, that's not easy as an offensive lineman. I can't even begin to think about what it's like as a quarterback with everything that's going on in that guy's head. It's incredibly impressive what he did, and it's really interesting to me on two levels, right? Number one, next Monday, I'll be calling Rams-Packers with Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. And Baker wow. just made that game so much more interesting. <laughs> oh, that I is, mean, if it was Bryce Perkins or John game Goldberg, of the year now. that just made <laughs> it so much more interesting. But here's the other thing. I was saying this week, and I know you heard it, Andrew, on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Stafford has a bruised spinal cord. Yeah. That's what ended my career. Yeah. I herniated C5, C6 in my neck. So what I would tell people is, like, if something has to bruise your spinal cord, and it's usually a disc. They don't let you play with a compromised spinal cord for obvious reasons. So when I had it happen, the doctor said, you need to get neck fusion surgery if you want to play again. And I knew nobody would, I wasn't even that good. I knew nobody was going to want me. I was like, no, I'm done. I said, what do you think? He's like, I think you're 28. You went to Princeton. You should get a real job. I was like, okay. <laughs> but for Stafford, he's not going to be allowed to play unless he has this surgery. So he's made a ton of money. Yeah. He just won a Super Bowl. He's played for a while. He's got a bunch of kids. I don't know whether or not he's going to elect to have that surgery. If he says, you know what, I, I don't want to have a neck surgery. I, I got a great life ahead of me. Then Baker might be the guy. Yeah. And Baker has the next few weeks to show that he's the guy. This is not just like, I feel like it, it's underreported, the Stafford injury, and the fact that he really could potentially be done based on his decision. So take us in the X's and O's for a second. This Baker came from a Kevin Stefanski offense, which I yep. guess has Gary Kubiak roots. And, Very similar. And Sean McVay. Okay, so Sean McVay's offense has some, some similar elements. Is that one of the reasons he was able to adjust to the level he did? Yeah, so what I don't understand is the language and verbiage must be very similar because mm. that's the toughest part. There aren't really that many different plays, right? Like, there's not that many different protections. You have a slide protection. You protect the mic. The, the route combinations are the same. The runs are the same. But I played for nine different offensive coordinators. I would say four different languages, maybe five different languages, there must have been a heavy correlation of the language part of it for him to even spit it out. I do think um, the wristband and being able to do that, and then maybe they even, McVeigh said in his head, 
this is like, you know, two jet, whatever, you know, to, to give him mm. the idea of what it is. But he did great in the two-minute drill. I know. How did he even know how to call the two-minute drill? I don't know how. That's not wristband. How did he know how to call the two-minute drill? It's one of the darndest things I've ever seen. I loved his quote after the game, too, where he said, I can't believe they were in single high press coverage. Yeah. I have no idea why they did that. And then Fitzpatrick said the uh, the D.C. went to Yale, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I know. I thought of you on that line. Pan, that, yeah, yeah. That you Ivy guys love that one. Yeah, that was a great line. I think, yeah, awesome. Ross and I were the only ones who were really laughing out loud at that line. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Ross Tucker is on our set. So glad to have him and to tap into your football expertise. Now, okay, let's put Baker aside for a second, put the Raiders aside for a moment. We've got some incredible games coming up this week. Yeah. So, between, I think Brock Purdy is the next Ooh, story. If yeah. Baker was one miracle story, Brock Purdy has a chance to be another miracle story. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, as we all know, now he's going to have a, a week under his belt, Ross, where it's not just like getting thrown into it like Baker did last night. No time to think. You just got to go out there and execute. Now he's got a week to think about it. Oh, my goodness. I'm the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers right now. And, oh, by the way, Tom Brady's coming to town. Well, I always think about that in situations like this, right? Like, I would love – I think one of the most widely read stories this week would be if Brock Purdy just published all of the text messages from his friends this week. <laughs> right? Like I his, read it. His high school yeah. buddies are like, dude, you're going against Brady. This Can is I get crazy. tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's like my first NFL game ever. My buddy said to me, my best friend Dave, he's like, I need eight tickets, um, four sideline passes, and two <laughs> locker room passes. I'm like, I, I can't get you sideline passes. And by the way, they don't even have locker room passes. And that's weird. Why would you even want a <laughs> locker room pass? You weird. Like, that is just weird that you would even ask for that. But no, his buddies, I'm sure. I mean, he's going against Tom Brady. I know what it was like when I first went with the Patriots and snapped to Tom Brady. I know what my sister said, right? Like, I know what that was like. It's almost 20 years later. It's, it, that was 2005. It's almost 18 years later. I was very impressed with how Purdy performed on Sunday against the Dolphins. It is a little different, though, Maggie, because now everything that they're doing is designed to stop him. So mm. they yeah. went, they talk with the college scouts now. What were his weaknesses at Iowa State? What didn't he do well? And now the whole defense from the Bucks will be designed to exploit their perception, at least, of what Purdy doesn't do well. The Dolphins didn't have time for that. Yep. So over the next couple of weeks, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Purdy, and they're going to keep trying things until they find out what affects him and where he plays poorly. What I like about it from the 49ers' standpoint is there's enough of a sample size here, like what is it, five games, that they'll probably get through that phase of it before the playoffs, right? They'll, they'll, they'll kind of know, okay, he struggles with this, so we're going to see that, so our counter is this. They'll kind of oh, okay. get through that part of it. Before they get to the playoffs, it's just a shame, though, because I thought the Niners had a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, definitely. And now, say, 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 say it out loud. Brock yeah. Purdy winning three playoff games, mm. including two on the road. That's tough to that's tough to picture. So the team they're playing, though, Tom Brady, the Bucks just don't look good. No. Are and they Brady's a big part of it. Is, I'm actually, yeah. I'm, I, I, this has been a bummer for me and other Tom Brady teammates. Because nobody, none of us ever won. I don't think anybody, even the people that hate Brady, interestingly, don't like that he's playing poorly this year. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like I everybody guess. just kind of. with your whole sense of what you've been watching for the last 20 years. That's I think everybody, why. everybody just kind of wanted him 
to just end like the perfect career and believe you could have the perfect mm-hmm. career. He led the NFL on passing last year. Yeah, should have been the MVP. You watch Monday night. He's like he throws it behind Scotty Miller on a deep ball. He overthrows Julio Jones. He's just not playing that well. I mean, that's the reality. He's just not playing that well, and it's not fun to watch this. Mm -mm. And now I almost get the sense that he might try to play again next year. Sounds like he wants to be a free agent, maybe go somewhere else. I I don't know. I I just – I would love to sit down with him and actually talk through – the, the cost-benefit analysis of continuing to play at this point. Yeah. He can't change anybody's perception of him. He's the greatest ever. They're, the money doesn't matter. If, even if he wins another championship, nobody's going to be like, okay, now I think. No, we all think that. All he can do is damage legacy or injury risk or wear and tear. I'm surprised that, I mean, he must really, really super-duper love football. <laughs> We're getting that sense for us. We are. Uh, last one for you from me. Uh, again, we have so many great games this weekend. I think another one that people are super interested in is the Dolphins and the Chargers because obviously the symmetry there with two with right. Justin Herbert, four and five, all of that. But I guess the the or five and six. I guess what what do you think this game is going to tell us about either team? Um, like, are we going to learn something big off? Yeah, this I, game? yeah, yeah. I'll I, I'll say this. I think this game will separate contenders from pretenders so the Dolphins are going to go to the playoffs but if they lose this game back-to-back Niners Chargers it's hard to take them seriously as going to the Super Bowl right it's hard to put them in the Kansas City Buffalo Cincinnati category if the Chargers lose this one it's hard to take them seriously as even going to the playoffs so I feel like both these teams have a lot to lose in this game because it's going to say a lot about them moving forward. It is interesting because, like, when you watch them, you know, Tua doesn't throw the football like Herbert does. No. And the, my biggest takeaway from Tua this year has just been the importance of coaching. You know, you never like to say it as a player because you don't want to give them the credit when things are going well, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but coaching is crazy important in football. Yeah. I mean, I had, even just real quick, I had nine offensive line coaches. The difference between the best ones I had and the worst one. It's significant. Like, in my mind, it, it, it's the difference in the outcome of some games. And that's just position coaches, let alone Mike McDaniel or head coaches or play callers. All right, we're talking to Ross Tucker. Uh, last one for me, Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. I love your press box food reviews oh, yeah. and generally your food reviews. <laughs> now, we went to Reading Terminal Market, which I know nice. you know well. Yes. We had pork sandwiches from Denix. Love it. What Video's is your... coming on our Instagram. But oh, yes. Yes. okay. We'll and what is your go-to Philadelphia food? You know what's interesting about that? I'm a huge fan, okay, of what they have over there, Philly soft pretzels. Oh, yeah. Just like, carbs. Like, okay, so, yes. so cheesesteaks are great. Pork sandwich is great. But there's never a bad time for a Philly soft pretzel, <laughs> Philly pretzel, with spicy mustard. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it's it, a spicy it, mustard delivery method for you. Right, right. So, <laughs> But also, it's like, it's it's great for breakfast. It's almost like so soft and buttery, it can be a dessert. <laughs> and it's a great late night food. Like, after I call mm. an Eagles primetime game, I get two of those. I put a whole bunch of spicy mustard on the plate. And then when I'm driving back home to central Pennsylvania, I just crush yeah. two Philly pretzels in the drive homes. I Philly pretzel is my answer. You can take the offensive lineman, yeah. uh, but you can't take the offense, whatever that saying would be. So Ross used to fill in for Dan Patrick, and he'd be walking Still out do. the door. Still do. The, yeah, all the time. Yeah, just the other day. Yeah. And he would walk out the door, 
and he would put his put like a hot dog up in the air and go spicy mustard for life, and then walk <laughs> off like at the end of the breakfast club. So so when I so so when I drive from Connecticut back to Pennsylvania, I had to have some way on a meat Friday to be able to partake. Yeah. yeah. So what I ended up starting to do is I would have get a cup like a water cup, bigger cup than that, and fill it like halfway with spicy mustard. And then take like two or three of the brats and stick them in upside down. So it was ba- I basically fun dipped my way home <laughs> with the brat in the spicy mustard. Because you got to be able to one hand it. Because yeah. you got to have the other hand for the car. Yeah. So I'm like, because well, I'm not going to like cut them. I'm not going to have a fork and knife. I don't have that ability. <laughs> no, so anyway. Ross, your spend. commitment to this yeah. is just off the charts. Like, and he didn't want to spend five once. extra minutes. He, only he always once. had a game to call or something. He was always going to some... Ross calls so many games. He was so busy in the fall. Uh, no, we appreciate the time. It's yeah. great to no, see you, buddy. I, I am thrilled for your guys' success. I'm so glad they paired the two of you together. Thank you. And for a lot of reasons... I hope it's an Eagles Bills Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that would be yeah. amazing. Don't even you know I love the tweet of the guy thing. that said our our country doesn't have the infrastructure <laughs> to handle a Bills Eagles Super Bowl because that would be incredible. <laughs> Although that would be bad for me because I get a whole lot of people saying, "Who do you want to win? Who do you want to win?" Mm. And I wouldn't want to answer that one. I well, we all know the correct one. answer, or else would be <laughs> obviously Buffalo. Um, yeah, from your lips to the football gods here. That's what we're hoping. Ross, of course, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, calling the game tomorrow on Westwood One. And just enjoy the rest of the season, Ross. We hope to see you soon. I will. Listen to you guys all the time. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. Thank you, Ross. Likewise. The same, same with us. Uh, okay, we've got more sound from Odell Beckham Jr. We have sound from last night's game. Debacle. Debacle for the Raiders. How can they live this down? We'll get more into that. Jason Witten is going to join us in the next hour. It's time to Ask the Pros, where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. We are live in Philadelphia at the Army-Navy Media Row. It is so exciting, Maggie, but I am excited for this weekend. We've got the Army-Navy game tomorrow. Yep. Then Sunday, there are so many games, and I'm going to put you on the spot. You can only watch one game, and I'm going to take the Bills Jets out of it. Okay, well, that's only yeah. watch one game. <laughs> that's mandatory viewing for me. Like, yeah. remember in college, they had required reading. Okay, uh, okay. The Bills Jets for me is going to be mandatory viewing. So, if I take that one yeah. out, the other game I'm most interested in is Dolphins Chargers. Mm. I think this is fascinating because who knows with these teams? Like, I think Miami is an amazing team. You know, I really do. I think they're a threat. I think they are a Super Bowl contender, yet if they have a no-show or if they lose to the Chargers, how do you really say that they are a serious Super Bowl contender? We were just talking to Ross Tucker about this in the last segment. By the way, if you miss any part of the Maggie Perloff show, you can download our podcast. But if you, this I think goes a long way. By the way, on the Chargers sides of things, looks like Mike Williams has been a full participant in practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, full, part- yeah, full yeah. participant. I'm sure he had been Keenan Allen the last halfway through the first quarter. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, uh, yeah. I don't, it's, it's funny. I don't see the Dolphins as, a, as that kind of team. I don't see them as a Super Bowl threat. I see them as a good team, a playoff team. But you're talking about the AFC this year with your Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs, and now the Bengals looking like the Bengals that ran through the playoffs. I don't put Miami at all, especially now they have a couple injuries on their offensive line. Yeah. In that it's like category. Teron Arm said limited in practice yesterday. So maybe a glimmer of hope. Of course, Austin Jackson got put on IR. But I will say this one thing about those two teams. Yeah. Tua has a much, much better 
coaching staff and supporting cast. Now, right. honestly, the Chargers, this is a shadow of the Chargers, Chargers team we thought we saw. If you take a Bosa out of that Chargers defense, they're ineffectual. And Justin Herbert, he's in third and nine every single, every single play. It yeah. feels like he lives in third and nine. Is that coaching staff helping him at all? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Their offense is, I, I know they've had a lot of injuries, but that offense is really, really hard to watch. Yet it's the talent of Herbert that keeps yep. you coming back. Yeah, exactly. He, if you ask any football fan here in Philadelphia or whatever, if you ask them to name who's your top five quarterbacks, I bet most people, I bet Justin Herbert's getting in that list. Mm. Yet he's not having the type of offensive explosion year that we were expecting. Again, I know injuries are a fact. No, he'll make a throw. He'll make, like your guy, Josh Allen, yeah. he'll make a throw with that arm that four human beings on the planet can make. He's Josh Allen light, though. He's very He much, doesn't do the same things that Allen does. But he has a, he has he, a great arm. They say his arm is right there. Yep. Maybe this strong. Mahomes, Allen, him, sort of way in the way Rodgers. But, yeah, now two is the exact opposite. They really could not be more different. No, you're right. Okay. Tua, but Tua is so smart, and he anticipates, and he just puts it where it needs to be. Well, and his skill position players, not to take away from Tua, but they're talking about yards after the catch when you've got Tyreek Hill and you've got Waddle. I mean, these guys are so good. Okay, if it's not Chargers-Dolphins for oh, you, then, okay, no, take no, no. Eagles-Giants out of it. I don't, even need, I don't need to take Eagles-Giants out of it. <laughs> okay, I'm watching wow. this game. Wow. I need to see what happens with Tom Brady against Brock Purdy. The Bucks Niners yeah. is one of the most fascinating matchups. It's the, it, as our last guest, Ross Tucker, just said, it's the exact opposite human beings. Brock Purdy and Tom <laughs> Brady have nothing in common, Maggie, nothing at all. Well, late-round picks. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're that's late round that's picks. where it ends. They're late-round picks. But this is just such a litmus test of how good can the Niners be without Jimmy G. Because I'm, they were my preseason Super Bowl pick, and I'm not letting go of them. I, obviously, I want the Eagles to make the Super Bowl, too. But the Niners, I am convinced myself that they can still be this elite team even without Jimmy G. I think you're talking yourself into something mm -hmm. here. Um, I, I think that the Niners are a great team, but what is the most important position on the team, even when you have the number one defense and you have the skill position players, it's still all about the quarterback. Right. And so at some point, Purdy's going to have to make a, make a play. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. But you have to admit, if there was ever a team that was built for a Brock Purdy, yes, this is you, have, you have guys who play every position – Christian McCaffrey, wide receiver, running back. Yeah. Debo Samuel, wide receiver, running back. Now Brandon Ayuk is playing like Debo Samuel, and you have the best tight end, second best tight end behind Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, and the defense. So I just feel like there's so many pieces here. I'm not letting go of the Niners. This will be the first test. I don't understand how is Tom Brady, who had to find 17 points out of nowhere against the <laughs> yes. how is he going to score against this Niners team? I mean, I'm looking at the under for this game, if you want to know, Ooh. frankly, which way I'm leaning here. And the under is low. It's 37. So no one's expecting 37 a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. For a Tom Brady game. I know. That's like the Jets-Patriots from a couple weeks ago, the Tom Brady's old team. I know. This is, But that's what that's how inept this Bucks offense is, yep. has been. Did you hear, Who was it the other day? Um, oh, it was uh, – it was oh, – who, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. I believe he's the one who said that the Bucks' offense is like a defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is what's going no, on. No, 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 no. Was it not D'Amico Ryans? Was, it was somebody talking about the Patriots. Oh, yes, yes. There's somebody talking about Matt Patricia about calling Matt the Patriots. Offense. But it, I would say the same thing about the Bucks. DB, yeah. I would say the same thing about the Bucks, though. Same yeah, thing because point. it feels like at times, and I know Byron Leftwich is there, and I know I've seen this offense be explosive, granted, with a better offensive line in years past. I've seen them be explosive, yet it feels like a defensive coordinator is running, this, <laughs> running the <laughs> offense, which it is with Todd Bowles. All right, I'll give you a second game. Okay. The second game to watch can't be Bills. Who do you got? 
So my, f uh, it can't be Bills. I gotta go Vikings Lions. Vikings, I, gotta I knew know what's you wanted gonna that happen. Game. I gotta know what's gonna happen yeah. here. First of all, the fact that the Lions are ten and two and they're underdogs in this game, and I've heard from so many different people and places about just how rare this is, right? To have one team that's five and seven, the other that's ten and two. Mm. Yet Detroit is now a two point favorite. If you look right now on DraftKings, and I, I have to know because to be honest, like. Watching the Lions, it's a hard, it's hard not to root for that team. They're super likable team, and what they're doing now is is interesting. And to be honest, like I know Dan Campbell had a lot of mess ups. They deserve to win that Bills game, like on Thanksgiving. They should have won that game. The Bills end up winning because Campbell made a couple bad mistakes. But I, I just think they're right there. They're going to be everybody's hot team next year. The Detroit Lions, everyone's going to mm. pick them as like their you know out of nowhere team. But can they maybe sneak in this year? Oh, I'm fascinated. Be a great, great story. Yeah. Okay, my second game is actually your Bills game. Oh, so you can pick the Bills. Not because I think there's going to be anything aesthetically pleasing about this Jets-Bills game. Yeah. I think it's going to probably be pretty crappy. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with this spread. Ten points. <laughs> yeah. It's Bills or ten-point favorites. And Jets fans like Mike Sampter over there yep. do not understand how it can be that way. I think the neutral fans don't even understand this ten-point spread. We're going to do our picks later. I have to tell you, I have a pick in that game. And I just think it's so funny there's a lot of Jets fans, and there's a lot of Jets fans in the media, and I feel like there's a lot of indignation at this 10-point spread. Well, if that's the case, go out there and prove it, and go out there and play another close game or win against the Bills. Well, I'm curious to see. The Bills' pass rush was good against the Patriots, yep. even with no Vaughn Miller. But, again, the Patriots' offense, when you have Mac Jones screaming at your offensive coordinator yeah. to throw the ball down the field. Now, the Bills weren't really tested in that game without Vaughn Miller. They're going to be more tested in this game, oh, even though it's just Mike White. The Jets? Dude, it's Mike White. I know, oh. that he's not, I know that he's not Aaron Rodgers, but at least he's a, he's capable of pushing the ball down Mac the Jones field. was a, all, a pro bowler last year. Yeah, but Mac Jones Mac Jones just had <laughs> 385 yards the game before. A lot of yards after the catch. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I'm just saying, they're going to try to push the ball down the field more and test the Bills a little bit, and I'm curious to see if that pass rush can get home. The New York Jets are going to push the ball down the field. Dude, that's If the New York Jets push the ball, if they successfully push this ball down the field against the Bills, the Bills should just go home and call the season <laughs> well. off. Because they're going to face the Chiefs, they're going to face the Bengals, and maybe Miami. So if they can't contain this, this lethal Jets passing, what I would worry about is the fact that Josh Allen looked like he had no idea what he was looking at in that second half against the Jets. That defense completely stymied him. Yep. He was making plays that we didn't understand. Are they going to be able to fix all that? Yes. I think that he's he is playing much better. It, it doesn't okay. look like the elbow again, that was against the Patriots. But no, are, that wasn't his elbow, that was his head. They did something on defense. Robert Solid totally confused Josh Allen, right? Well, they confused him and then on the flip side they were running the ball so well that they were eating up so much clock yeah. the Jets were that the Bills weren't getting a lot of op weren't getting a lot of chances in the second half. But I think I, th I think it actually is more about the elbow. Maybe you're saying more about his head, but I think it's more about the elbow. And I, do I think it's starting to – it must be getting healthier. He's not even – I don't think, think he was wearing the sleeve. Well, how, how is his elbow when he storms down the field and then gets to the nine-yard line and throws the ball <laughs> to a defender? Those, those oh. seem like mental mistakes to me. But I, I understand what you're saying. Maybe the elbow is – 
makes tripping you a them, little but he not feels sure like he, he makes dumb plays. Well, he was, yeah, he had six red zone interceptions in three weeks, basically. I mean, it was just god-awful. But I think that uh, hopefully some of those some of those things have been rectified also because they're running the ball a lot more in the red zone. By the way, there, there is some... Uh, there's some heavy-duty security there's, around. There's stuff going on right now. Uh, there's dogs, and there's very important-looking people. Yes, of course there are. There's a lot of very important people from both the Army and the Navy here that kind of look are looking at me and Perloff like... Uh, yeah, they're looking at us <laughs> sideways. Uh, actually, the, the threat assessment on Maggie Perloff is a 0.0. Yeah, we are not. <laughs> we come in peace. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> but the dogs, I admit, threw me off there for a second. <laughs> you know what? It is such a special event. We feel so lucky to be down here in Philadelphia because this game and what it means to so many people, including people I have in my extended yep. family who are graduates of West Point and so many people who uh, just hold this game so dear. Oh, I know. So I grew up in Philadelphia, and you would see the cadets on the street all the time. Uh, and the cadets and, and what's the opposite of a cadet? The midshipmen. The midshipmen. <laughs> uh, they would stream, they'd spend the week here in Philadelphia. It's, it's a long tradition here. I'm glad it's in Philadelphia. By the way, Tiki Barber just stole some camera time behind us. <laughs> That's cool, Tiki. You don't get enough. <laughs> He's welcome anytime. Uh, okay, Maggie and Perloff, we're here in Philadelphia. Coming up in the next hour, of course, it's got to be Dallas Cowboys legend Jason Witten's going to be on our set. Don't move. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.